now listening to the Seventh Rounders. The final four is set, ladies and gentlemen. I still haven't forgotten about two weeks ago when Dave called me out for my intro, so I wanted to be, you know, bringing it on this one. Um, but the final four is set. We are down to four teams. Not the four we envision being here, but here we are. Those four teams include San Diego State, Florida Atlantic, Miami, and the Connecticut Huskies. We have games this Saturday starting at 6 p.m. But let's start out, recap, Sweet 16, Elite Eight. John, you look like you want to say something. I It's the most predictable Final Four I can remember. <laughs> yeah. We knew, you know, it runs through Florida. So the Final Four runs through Florida in both games. Uh, yeah, we can go to recap. Dave, if you want a little off the cuff before we do that, feel free to chime in. We have Dave here tonight. We're really happy to have him. Connor out there, he's not with us tonight. He's battling food poisoning. Um, yeah. I don't, know, I don't know which food got him, but we're going to find out. We're going we're to go after it. We're going to launch an investigation. Yeah. Dave, to you. Um, not the four, as you said. <laughs> well, yeah, four very expected teams. But um, seriously, I don't think – like literally like no one had San Diego state Miami people were down on Miami coming down because coming into the tournament because they're uh, their big guy who I'm going to butcher his name, Norchad Omie or whatever was her coming to the tournament. They kind of went on a skid a little bit at the end of the ACC year. Um, and that was a loaded region. Like everyone loved Texas, you know, obviously at Houston there um, San Diego state. I mean, they were in Bama's region. So I don't think many people had them. If anyone, and then Florida Atlantic, just a, a total uh, total dark horse kind of sleeper team that that comes out. UConn might be the one that was definitely had some steam coming into the tournament. And they've been probably the most impressive team uh, in the whole tournament. They really haven't had any issues so far. Um, that's, yeah, we can get into What a the, fascinating game it's going to be. Like, you know, Miami has been – Chad, we talked about this, you know – in the group chat last week, like Miami was a team I had circled, loved them in the ACC. They would always go on the road. They would win more road games than anyone I could think of. They were covering up, covering a lot of spreads. You know, they got veteran guards. They got, a, they're a really small team. Uh, like Omir is only six, seven, and they run four, four guards around them. Uh, Wooga Poplar, maybe the best name left in the, uh, in the tournament. Wooga, uh, but Nigel Pack, Isaiah Wong, and then Mr. Perfect, Jordan Miller. It's a, it's a, that's a tough team. I think I saw that in, in a minimum amount of possessions played non-garbage time, that starting five has the most uh, minutes played together, most continuity in the tournament. So they're a tough team. They're a yeah. tough team. And it's yeah. like, it's like they don't even care and prioritize playing the full extent of what they're able to do until they look up late in the game, like nine minutes left. And they're like, all right. Yeah. Do we want to, do we want to start at that, that Texas Miami game? Just yeah. if we're already into Miami, my takeaway <laughs> watching that game, I don't know if it was just me, but it seemed like Miami was just making like tough shot after tough shot, like literally just guard heavy, you know, Poplar pack Miller Wong, 
those guys are all just just tupers. Um, and it just seemed like they were just getting tough bucket after tough bucket. Like, well, Texas honestly is playing pretty good defense, and those guys were just attacking the rim. Um, I don't know, man. I was super impressed. I talked about it in my soliloquy last week. Obviously, it's a team went to the Elite Eight last year, I believe. So they kind of have that pedigree. You know, Larinig is a, a good March coach traditionally. Um, and just like you said, John, kind of senior – Senior driven. I think Isaiah Wong was the ACC player of the year. Is that correct? If not, he was in the running. Um, and yeah, man, all those guys are just can just go get you a bucket. Um, they, uh, there is no better depiction, Dave, of the uh, the guard is king in March than this Miami Hurricanes team. It's this is the perfect picture of what that means in March. Yep. They, uh, Jim Laranega seems like an awesome coach to play for I me. Mean, he just literally lets them go out there, do their thing um gets him to gets him to clamp down when he needs to late in the game seems like they're always coming back they're never out of it team's an enigma they're incredible i love watching them i hate that i faded them in march like i hate it i took texas i did it again i've fallen into a trap every time and now it's a fade battle for me because they're gonna play yukon and i continue to fade these two teams they're they're putting me in the in the we're gonna be uh eating eating napkins with salt on it before the end of March at this rate with these two teams that they keep playing. Yeah. And I think I, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think I misspoke last week in the pod. I said on my soliloquy, I said, Texas had the best trio of guards in the country. And that might've been true for a lot of the year between rice, um, Carr, and Hunter, but Miami's guard just straight up outplayed them by, by a good amount, especially in that second half. Um, I mean, Wong, Miller, Pack, and Poplar were all were all just really good. So credit to them, man. And you're right, this is a, a guards guards win in March team. If I've ever seen one, um, they are they go small. You know, all those guys can create off the dribble. They can all handle the rock. They can all make their own shot. You know, hunt their own shot, and just just playmakers. So you know, that's why we say guards win in March because those are the guys that are gonna have the ball in their hand the most. Um, and if you have a guy like Miami has four of them seemingly, or, you know, I'm sure we'll get into K state and, and Marquise Noel just had a phenomenal tournament. Um, the way he was playmaking forgot, you know, creating, creating easy dunks for big guys or hunting his own shot guards one in March didn't work out for Noel, but uh, we'll get to the, that. Uh, the Midwest all region team featured pack Wong and Miller. So they got their three, their three dogs on the all region team there. Timmy Allen and Marcus Carr from Texas rounded out. Only two squads represented. That was the fewest of all the uh, all the regions. And a shame but for – should, should be noted, last thing in that game, unless, Chad, you got anything. No Dylan DeSue. Obviously, he missed that game in the Sweet 16 against um, – who did they play? Houston, right? They play Houston? Wait, wait, wait. Who am I? Xavier. Xavier, Xavier sorry. Xavier, you're right. Um, no, no DeSue in that game either, but um, – yeah, he was so good down the stretch for them this year. Like that was a huge loss. Maybe it's different with him in there, but regardless, for Miami. Yeah, I uh, immediately when I saw that news break, he wasn't playing. Like an hour before, I completely regretted the bet. Knew we were fucked. And he didn't play he in that fucked. Xavier game either, right? Dasu did. Yeah, yeah. He, so I think he, he got hurt. He got yeah. hurt in practice that week or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, Chad, let's. Any thoughts on that game? Probably the best game of the weekend, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, San Diego State game was really good as well. Yeah. Um, 
but I I think those were just two really good teams and you guys have hit on it. So I don't need to continue, but the better guards or the guards that played better that game, you know, that team won the game. Um, Overlook Miami ACC better than we thought. Not actually, but. Um, I wanted to talk next about, do we want to stay with the Sunday games or is it okay if I move around? Well, I was going to say, I, I totally even forgot about the sweet 16 on Thursday, Friday. Did we want to, we don't have to go through each one. Did we want to hit in any of those or just, just elite eight? Uh, Houston got absolutely decimated. One of the worst things I've ever seen. Kansas State Michigan State game was one of the best basketball games I've watched. That was Kansas phenomenal. State Michigan State and then Gonzaga and UCLA both on Thursday yeah, were two fantastic. of the best games I watched all year. Um, both of them were just amazing games. So, uh, yeah, that Gonzaga UCLA—I mean, they were both amazing, but that Gonzaga UCLA game was just so back and forth. Gonzaga had it, and then they fumbled it late to UCLA, and then got it right back at the end. They kind of ran that Villanova. Um, dribble handoff play and, and straw there hit a um, hit a huge three. Yeah, that was that was a unbelievable game. And then the Friday games weren't weren't quite as good, but yeah, yeah, the Friday games were really disappointing. Um, yeah, Bama and Houston both getting knocked off. Those teams just got boat raced, like boat raced. Uh, Creighton covered; they beat Princeton by eleven, and then yeah, Xavier was never in it with Texas at any nope. point. So nope. Um, but man, the the Elite Eight did not disappoint. Uh, FAU Kansas State. Shout out to the Owls. I mean, yeah, fun team, really fun team. Uh, they got two guys on the All Region team, uh, John L. and their center Vlad- Vladimir Golden. Uh, Golden, yeah. Hey, shout out Victor alum Zane Scott. He is on the um. Like, I don't know if it's the training staff or I know he works for FAU's program um, and is like, you know, works directly with their basketball team. So shout out Zane Scott as well. Um, former teammate. Vladislav, stats and corrections group, Vladislav, dude. They're, um, they're like, they, they remind me a little Miami. Like imagine FAU Miami in the championship. They just remind me of Miami, except Vladislav is like seven, two. Yeah. Um, is he that big? Yeah, he's mad. I mean, he's I was going to say that uh, what impressed me about Golden in that FAU Tennessee game, it, I just remember Tennessee literally physically beating the crap out of Duke um, last weekend. And he took some shots from uh, what's what's Tennessee's big dude? Uh, Lavish, dude. Lavish. Yeah, he, he's out there playing fucking rugby. And uh, he took Golden took a couple shots from him, and he was just wasn't scared of him. It was like the the opposite of what we saw from Duke. Like he just kept going at him. Um, that, that's a tough dude. I like that. Yeah, Golden's been awesome. He had a double double against Kansas State, fourteen thirteen. Just a well balanced attack. It's it, it is very similar to Miami. They run you know four guards. They're a smaller team. FAU Miami would be a a firework championship game. No one wants that matchup, but it would be fun. It would be undoubtedly fun i would rather see fau in the championship than san diego state it's two two different brands of basketball i think of san diego state as like the 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 virginia of the mountain west kind of 
yeah. like a super tough defensive team. Um, they play that pack line defense. They don't let teams like score at the rim. Um, it's, FAU is just more fun to watch. It's a more exciting brand of basketball. It's a fascinating matchup coming up between those two, just a contrast of styles, bunch of, bunch of jail yard dogs there in FAU. And then San Diego state's just like a bunch of uh, Eastern Island heads, just a bunch of thick girthy bodies out there just banging <laughs> around. Um, it's a fascinating matchup, dude. And, and San Diego state, I mean, they outlasted Creighton it, looking back on it. It's just like Creighton doesn't rotate at all. Like Doug, like McDermott refuses to rotate. He, they have like the most minutes played. Um, or like least amount of bench minutes Creighton did this year. It was just the same starting five at all times. Yep. Um, and that's not going to work against San Diego State. They just wear you down and wear you down. I think fatigue defeated Creighton more than anything else. Yep, that's a good point. Um, Creighton's bench played a combined 16 minutes between four guys. So their starters were all over 35 minutes a game. <clears throat> Meanwhile, San Diego State <clears throat> really had an eight-man rotation they two guys off the bench play more than 20 minutes and you're right, John, they just wore them down and they're big, they're physical. They're yeah, they're tough for sure. Um, another point I wanted to make looking, looking through the all region teams. I mean, it's littered with guards of teams still in it. Um, and that's, again, it comes back to that. I mentioned Miller Wong and pack already. Marcus Carr uh, was obviously in that game against Miami. It's another guard. These all region teams are packed with guards. That's, you, that's how you win in March. Um, Lamont Butler and Darren Trammell, San Diego State. Those guys can actually go out and get a bucket. San Diego State can, can sometimes find a couple shots. Uh, Jordan Hawkins, probably the best player left out of UConn. Just, uh, just a good stroke about him. That, that offense is well-oiled. Um, and then uh, John L. Davis, as mentioned. But I guess UConn's – what haven't we dove deep into, UConn? You came in the weekend. Uh, just the terms, bull. blew Great the doors off Arkansas. First of all, that game was not competitive from 10 minutes in. They built a lead and it, it never even let Arkansas breathe again. And then Gonzaga was only down seven at half, but it's like right after halftime. It's like UConn jumped up on them and it was over like five minutes into the second half. So. Yeah, man, they're they're tough. They can beat you in so many ways. That, you know, we talk about guards, and they have a lot of them, but Sonogo is also a beast for them on the boards. He dunks everything inside. Um, I think Caravan, their other big guy who starts, is another yeah. um, dude. There are a couple of loads. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's he made some shots for him. I think he can shoot a little bit too. And then, you're right, John, Jordan Hawkins hit uh, a bunch of threes against Gonzaga. He's a player. I think he's a – Okay, he's a sophomore. I thought he was a freshman, but um, I know he's like an NBA prospect. New in Jackson, Jackson flirted with another triple double. Um, they are very good. Um, you mentioned it's funny. I'm looking at the box scores and like the last team, uh, Creighton had had those four. UConn's got a CVS receipt of bench players who saw action in this game. Like I know they're up by thirty, but like their entire roster got in there at some point. Um, and they yeah, just between I was just going to say too like Drew Timmy had an amazing tournament he only had 12 points 5 for 14 against UConn they were throwing Sonogo at him who's like big physical just tough inside and then they have that clinging dude off the bench who's uh I think he's like 7'2 or 7'3 they were just throwing bodies at Timmy and yeah he, he just couldn't 
wasn't doing his normal Drew Timmy thing. Um, dude, that's it's tough. That UConn, they, they're the most balanced team. Obviously, they are. I still am out on Hurley. I still can't. I can't get into. I can't buy into him as a. But I mean, they're the best team left. They've been the most impressive team all tournament. They're plus like ninety something points of margin of victory in this tournament. It's just absolutely bonkers with potentially two games left. Um, it's gonna be tough to knock them off. I like. I'm very intrigued about the matchup with Miami. I mean, they haven't seen anything like each other yet. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a really fun game. The only other thing I'd say is uh, Kansas State, you guys mentioned briefly. I mean, no, no I think Mark – I think Noel might have almost gave, gave the game away. He took some bad shots, and then he didn't take the last shot when he should have taken the shot. It was just, like, kind of bizarre. Um but I mean, he was unbelievable. Otherwise, I just think there was some moments that the moment was a little, little bright. Yeah, he was um, yeah. had an unbelievable tournament. I think he had what almost twenty assists against against Michigan State in the Sweet Sixteen, and then dropped the thirty clip against um, FAU. Granted, he wasn't super efficient. He was eight for twenty-one from the field. But you're right; he did kind of pass up that shot at the end. Um, Regardless, though, he was that really had a spectacular yeah. tournament. Yeah, it just so impressive way. by FAU, like playing behind majority of the second half and just like calmly taking over. It seemed like I was all over Kansas State, obviously, and it was just like a slow, painful death. Would be the best way to put it. And I mean, FAU's really freaking good. FAU was the uh, they're the only one I actually hit in the the Elite Eight. Had a rough go of it. Um, but FAU got me that first game. And then, yeah, Sunday was just pain as both teams were winning the entire game. And then just out of nowhere, the carpet gets pulled and Creighton and Texas are going home. But that's the way it is. That's March. Um, it's hard. It's hard out here. It is. So let's give it our best with our picks, our final four picks. My favorite round. Real quick, what was you guys' favorite round? Mine was the Sweet 16. It was my best gambling round. I thought the games were incredible. I love uh, Sweet 16, the Sweet 16, every year. I, I'm a first-round guy. It's yep. just so overwhelming. It's intriguing. Yeah, I'm a first-round guy as well. Just the the sheer volume of games, um, there's nothing else like it. And um, obviously, you know, the Nittany Lions got their first win in, uh, in the tournament in two decades, so that was uh, – it was special, but um, I mean, the, the tournament as a whole has been amazing. Oh. No one, two, or three seeds in the final four. Don't know the last time that happened. First ever uh, Elite Eight without a one seed in it, too, this year. Yeah. This tournament's gone well, exactly well, like Texas was in the Elite Eight. They were a two. No, for, it was the first ever non-one one seed didn't make the Elite Eight. Gotcha, gotcha. Ever. Okay. Yep, yep. Um, Boys, anyone have uh... – Anyone have eyes on this North Texas Wisconsin game in the NIT semifinals? Any interest nope. there? Nope. I mean, get out of here with that. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, we'll go to six oh nine on Saturday. The the tournament though is played out exactly like the season. Just have no. Everyone come in was like, we had no idea what's about to happen. That's that's how it's gone. Truthfully. Anyway. That it has. Um, 6.09 p.m. on Saturday, we have 
FAU and San Diego State. San Diego State currently a two-point favorite over under set at 132. Um, I'll lead it off, and I'm going to go FAU. I honestly right now just think they're the better team. John said they're more the more exciting team. I think the more exciting team shows up in the second half and, and wins a close one. Um, I also lean 132 is low, but I lean the under on that. John, you want to take it? I'm, yeah, I, I think that San Diego State backed into their win. You know, I, I like FAU. Um, Creighton couldn't go out and get a bucket at the end of that game. They had plenty of opportunities to win. They didn't. San Diego State outlasted them. I think FAU has more guys that can go out and will get a bucket when they need to. Chad, I hate to be with you here, but I'm with you. This is also me hoping that I want to. I'd rather see FAU in the in the natty. I agree. I would rather. I think I'll be rooting for FAU. I kind of worry that, and I don't know if there are any of this. You know, I don't know if any of you guys got this in front of you right now. Feels like a team that the public's going to be all over. Granted, it's kind of two. You know, it's a nine versus five, so it's not like. San Diego State's two-point favorites here. It's not like it's a David versus Goliath kind of such game here in the Final Four, but I do feel like FAU's kind of America's team right now to an extent. Um, and I just worry that the, the, the smart play might be San Diego State. Um, just because we saw him do it against Ban- – we've seen him do it all tournament. They've been able to kind of slow down these high-powered, high-scoring teams that – kind of like FAU is. They just have so many bodies. I'm looking at their their rotation right now. They play nine guys over 15 minutes a game. Um, so they're just deep. They don't have anyone who scores more than 12 points per game. Believe it or not, they just can kind of beat you. They got a lot of guys in that like six to 10 range. So it just seems like they're a very old, experienced, deep just kind of team that I think they can probably wear FAU down and ultimately win this game. Um, I'd rather see FAU in the championship. I think I'll be rooting for them, but I do, uh, I kind of lean, I think San Diego state probably gets this done. I nearly talked myself. You nearly talked me into it. I, I am worried. Don't about let them. I'm I'm worried about the public numbers for sure. Like it's it's like 70%, I think, on FAU right now. And uh, especially in recent tournaments, I think the dog is five and thirteen straight up. So but I remember the game that I just saw where FAU beat a similar just a similar physical Tennessee team outlasted them, got the buckets when they needed to. Can they repeat that type of performance here? They're gonna have to. And I'm just like Again, I did full transparency, did not watch a lot of, obviously not a lot of San Diego or uh, FAU, but didn't watch a lot of San Diego State either throughout the course of the regular season. I'm just kind of looking through the roster and literally all upperclassmen. It's all seniors and juniors in this rotation. Um, I think FAU does mix a couple younger guys in. I, I just, I feel like San Diego, like FAU again is the exciting team. Everyone's kind of pulling for right now. They play a really exciting brand brand of basketball. Um, San Diego State just kind of seems like that super cohesive, old, experienced, tough. They got a deep ass rotation. I, they might just be the team that that kind of ends the run here for FAU. That's that's how uh, I'm starting to feel. 
There's a chance I don't bet on this game. My pick is FAU to win, but there's a chance I don't bet. There's only one bet I really think I like a lot right now for the weekend. We'll get to it. Any other okay. any other thoughts on that game? I think it's going to be a close game regardless of who wins. I think both of these games will be. Um, but I'm sticking with AF- FAU. If anything, my favorite play in that might be the under. If anything. Okay. Um, the nightcap, 8.50 Eastern, UConn and Miami, and I'm very excited for this game. Um, mm. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't get the line. Uh, UConn is a five-and-a-half point favorite over under set at 149-and-a-half. And quite frankly, I'm leaning Miami right now. A quick uh, stats and corrections segment. Uh, it's only 54% of the public on FAU. Actually, okay. Not 70. I don't know what I was looking at. Consider me fixed. That's, yeah, that's, I, I just would have guessed it was, it was more heavily in, especially FAU's dogs. I just would have thought, you know, the general public would be, would be hammering them. Um, um, I good. just off the, I haven't thought a lot about this game yet, but I tend to agree with you, Chad. Um, as impressive as UConn has been, I five and a half and, and that plethora of guards on Miami's roster who are all old. And I was just so impressed them against Texas. Granted, maybe. Maybe they don't make all those tough shots I thought they were making against Texas. Like, it literally seemed like they made so many tough, contested, like, kind of NBA shots almost um, against Texas. Maybe they don't get – maybe you know, maybe they're just not on against UConn, and UConn has been blowing teams out. Um, but five and a half with, with that group of group of guards, um, I – off the top of the head, man, I, I that's hard to turn down. I, uh, the only play I like this week, just because it's the only one I see value is Miami money line plus two Oh five is what it's at right now. It's the only thing I want. I think it's a Miami wins outright or UConn blows them out completely. Uh, which I don't see happening. I think it's more likely Miami wins than gets blown out. So we're going to live by that. Here's the thing for me. If Miami can keep it close, they've played a close game. They've come from behind. They understand the spot. Like, they've been there the entire season. UConn has just blown teams out. What are they going to – do they know close game situations as well as Miami right now? I don't think so. I don't think they do. Yeah, and it's worth mentioning. Miami is just coming off a weekend where they took down Texas and Houston. The one and two seed, two very – very popular picks um, on the public. I mean, obviously Houston has a one seed, but then I feel like Texas, a team coming into the tournament, a lot of people had them circled um, as, as a national title contender. And yeah. yeah, I mean, Miami really kind of, kind of blew out Houston. I mean, that wasn't really competitive for the last five minutes. And then Texas had them, you know, they were, they were up double digits. I think probably almost halfway through the second half. And then Miami, it's like, they just went on a run. And never looked back. Um, so, not going to be intimidated by this UConn team, regardless of how good they've been. And 
I kind of like what you said, John. I think it's either UConn blows them out or Miami wins. I I think that's a good a good prediction. Um, and I agree. I mean, if if Miami UConn hasn't played in a close game in this tournament yet, they really haven't been threatened um, in in any of their first four games. So, you know, if it's close in the second half, that probably plays into Miami's favor. I am very excited. Um... This is where I think it's Jim Laranega's time to out-coach Hurley, win a game for the Canes, bring it back to Coral Gables. In my ideal scenario, it is a Florida Bowl. It's uh, Miami FAU would be unbelievable. That would be a fireworks national championship game. If it's not that matchup, uh, UConn-San Diego State, the flip side of that would also be very interesting. That would be a rock fight, I think. Uh, You know, I, I don't know. San Diego State would be trying to knock UConn off of their rhythm, try to control the tempo of the game. That's the only way they'd be able to to stick in there. But that that's how they beat Bama. That's exactly how they beat Bama. So they should have to do that same game plan. I don't have odds in front of me. I don't know if anyone does, but I'm guessing that UConn is probably pretty heavy favorites as the as the team to win it all here. The four teams remaining. Yeah, like minus one thirty-five. I was gonna say, yeah, they're probably they got to be minus money. Um, and I, I get why they definitely they've had the most impressive tournament. They've on paper probably got the most complete team because um, they do have those guards you can play. They do have a couple really good big men. Um, yeah, we'll see, man. Miami's a, that's a that's a tough matchup. Oh, those guards keep talking about them. I. Uh... I'm going to go out. I'm going to say it. I'm going to come out right here. Uh, Miami's my national title champion now with the remaining final four. Got to go back to my roots of the regular season here. Uh, You know, it's been a idiotic run to doubt Miami when it matters the most. Not that I've doubted them. I've just liked the team. They've played a little bit more every time. It's the frustrating part, but I think they do it. I think they win, win two in a row here down the year. I'm in agreement. I see Miami taking down the Nets come uh, Monday night. Terrifying. Dave, going, don't do it to us. Well, I'm just I, – I I, kind of – I <laughs> I want to join in and, and take Miami as well, but I think I will be on Miami in the points, and I'm kind of contradicting myself because I said I liked your, your breakdown, John, of either a, a UConn blowout or a Miami win. I like how that sounds. I think I think you're kind of spot on there, but appreciate it. I do think UConn UConn's a game. I don't think anyone's beaten. So, not to say Miami can't catch them on an off night here, but if UConn plays like they've been playing, I think they're gonna they're gonna coast to a national championship. Um, but keep talking about the guards that Miami has. Um, definitely won't be surprised if they can win. Um, I, I, I kind of goes without saying, I think the winner of that game, um, is probably going to be favorites regardless of who their opponent is in the national championship. So I think the winner of that game is going to win the tournament. The, the worst scenario I think we can have is an FAU UConn national title game. That would be not, that would be, that would be, that would gives me Georgia TCU vibes a little bit. If that were to come to fruition. It's a good analogy. But I mean, you know, Vladislav maybe can bang around with Sonoga. You know, maybe they keep it. I don't know. 
Yeah. I don't think so. I think it'd be, I think they would be over overpowered a little bit. Any other closing thoughts on this college basketball season? We can close our, all, all our thoughts actually next week, Chad. We don't have to do that yet. Okay. Um, it's not over yet. We got three games still. You're trying to get too far ahead of yourself. You're thinking already about Feast Week 2023 while we're still, you know, Final Fours upon us. I will just say the last uh, the last two weeks just um, – I mean, it, it's every year. The tournament is really just um, maybe the best sporting event in the world. Just love it. It's it's such a great, uh, definitely in college sports, in my opinion. Um, such a great, uh, just a great tournament. Every year it is. Dave, never, you had never, explain, uh, if you had to explain March Madness and the emotional impact to uh, a 13-year-old refugee that has never heard of it before, you know, what would you say? Uh, Ecstasy in the spring. Yeah. That's a that's a good one. I'll I'll let yeah, Chad nailed it. It's it's what just, is this same. I mean, they don't know what ecstasy is either. They're you know, okay. it's um, it's just so. <laughs> it's most consistently spectacular sporting event year in year out. Ongoing. It never fails. It just doesn't. It's a good way to put it. I, I prefer ecstasy in the spring, but that's fine as well. Um, <laughs> Chad is uh, a never mind. A quick sidebar, completely random, but if you guys are interested, the McDonald's All American game is starting on ESPN right now. Wow. James is playing. LeBron's there. Paige Stoyakovich's son. Ooh, where's game. he? Where's he playing in college, Chad? I don't know. I don't think he's committed. Chad, but, you, you reminded me. I had a new segment today for us. Oh, what's it presented by? It's uh, the McDonald's All American Game, actually. Okay. What are what are your your final four? Give me the seeds one through four. The final four of like your panic go to food places when you're like, shit, I gotta eat, but I don't know what I want. What's your panic list that you go through in your head and decide? I have mine. I can go if you want me to. Chipotle. Chick-fil-A. Chipotle the one seed? Yeah. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wow. Moe's. Buffalo Wild Wings, I think, is hot trash. They those are terrible wings. They just are. The only thing they got going yeah. for them is they got a good, they got a lot of flavors. So, you know, if you want to get yeah. weird, sure. As but, um, Asian thing. The quality Our, of wings at Buffalo Wild Wings are an embarrassment to uh to a good Buffalo chicken wing. Yeah. I, uh, I'm super out on Buffalo wild wings. My buddy, Anthony loves, loves that place, but he also loves just getting sauce all over. So, uh, <laughs> it makes sense. To eat all over yeah. Himself. If you're, if you're a sauce guy, then yeah, that's your spot. God, I have an issue with over saucing things. Chad, we have two of the same. Uh, my one seat is going to be Kava after a lot of the thought. Kava is my one. Chipotle is my two. Chick-fil-A is my three. And the Publix deli is my four. Hmm. I will say, um, I don't know if you guys got a, a sweet green near you. I'm feeling no, healthy. Yes. Wait, it's, no, no. It's basically Chipotle for salads, right? You're, you go through an assembly line, get a bunch of toppings, 
very high quality ingredients. I think their thing is they like to source from local, um, you know, local agriculture, I guess you could say. So uh, it does feel like a, I mean, it is a healthy meal, but um, I've always thought they have just high quality ingredients. I'm feeling like I need a healthy meal. That's been a, a, a big one the last couple of years. Chipotle, absolutely. Um, and yeah, just probably, especially where I am in New Jersey now, um, just the local deli shops, uh, tough to beat. I I go to Chopped sometimes. It's got to be Yeah, same idea. Yeah. Same idea. Okay. That whole assembly line concept really is taken off from yep. Chipotle. Had to be the first. Love it. Just fantastic. Yep. Uh, That's a good segment, John. Thanks. I thought of it earlier when I was when I couldn't think of what to eat and I wanted to ask you guys. So I found, I found a way to gamify it. Yeah. John or Dave, sorry. Uh, Andre Stoyakovich is uh crystal ball to UCLA. Hmm. Is he a what? Is he West coast kid? Yeah. Yeah. I think they still live right outside Sacramento. That's all. Yeah. Page of Sacramento legend. Yeah. He lit the beam a time or two in his day. Oh, he sure in did. In his day. Oh, he created the, the beam. He lit the fuck out of that beam. My goodness gracious. Him and Mike Bibby are the, the reason the beam exists. Yeah. Well, don't hate on Vladi and Chris Weber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of uh, another. Give me give me like two more old Kings names, Chad. White chocolate. Okay. One more. Uh, he will. Like during the Mike Bibby days. Oh, don't give well, me don't the, give me Tyreek uh, Evans. Uh they they're assistant coach now. Um Mike Brown? No, no, assistant. Or he was. Uh why am I drawing? It'll come to me. Give me a second. Okay. No worries. Um the baseball season is here. Listen, I couldn't tell you who's gonna win the World Series. Uh couldn't he, I'm just gonna throw the Astros out there because they're in it every year and I'll throw Braves because they're good. I anyone have any thoughts on on the baseball season, the actual baseball I mean, season? That was some of the bravest prognostication prediction I've ever heard. You you could I at Chad, why even that, say anything? Yeah, that was just Chad, like, that was lazy. At least pull up a list of teams here. Yeah, that was Doug, Doug more than one percent effort there. <laughs> Doug Christie is the name I was thinking of. Okay, don't remember him. Um, I'll, I am, I'll pull up the Stanley Cup odds, or not the the uh, World this Series. This guy odds. needs a timeout. Stanley Send Cup this guy to the box, dude. <laughs> Send this guy to the penalty box, man. Um, oh my god. god, Chad, hold that thought. I, I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get the show back on the road here. We're gonna play 20 questions now. It's segment season, folks. Okay. Uh, there's less less games to talk about, so we're gonna go segment heavy for the back half here. I got a I got an individual in mind. Uh, this is going to be fun. I'm excited to see what you guys got for this one. Okay. Dave, do you want to start or do you want me to start? We're going, we going baseball, John? Well, we Great first question. He's right. Okay. That's your, that's uh, your first question though. Yep. That's fine. Is, is he an active player? No. Oh, killing me. Say that again. You cut out. Yes or no? He said No. no. Okay. That kills me, John, because I did it. coming off the draft. I got a lot of active names in my mind here. Um, all right, ALNL. You mean you I mean you asked one or the other here? Are they were they an AL player? They were. Okay. 
have they played since 2012? Yes. Were they in the AL East? So the Roy- Orioles, Red Sox, Yankees, Rays, Blue Jays. No. Okay. Fuck. Chad, we need the division. Okay. Were they in the NL Central? No, Chad, it's an AL team. It's an AL team. Or AL, AL Central. AL they Central. were not in the NL Central. <laughs> no, AL, I meant. They were not in the NL Central. Were they in the AL Central? You are Central? not counting that. That was a misspeak. John, were okay, they in the you, AL Central? You can I'll give you I'll give you another one, Dave. They were not in the AL Central. Chat. Okay. So they were the AL West, correct? Is that your question? Actually, I don't even need to ask that. They were I'm being were so they, nice. Were they um a part of the Houston Astros? No. Chad, we need the team. Are they no, no, we don't. Uh, were they a pitcher? Yes. Were they a pitcher for the Seattle Mariners? No. Were they a pitcher for the Los Angeles Angels? No. Oakland A's. 10. Yes, that's 11. Okay. Got our team pitcher. A fuck. A's pitcher? Kidding me? Uh, Was this a starter? Yes. Okay, thank God. Dave on Google. Are they not? Is he looking it up? No, I, I'll be honest. I have an active A's roster in front of me. I couldn't even name any of these pitchers. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Um, I don't know anyone who's on their current team, honestly. Uh, was this guy someone that was drafted in our fantasy leagues? Like, fantasy relevant. Was he relevant? Are you just, just blindsiding us here? Kind yeah, of a subjective was, question. Yeah, I would say he was uh, he was relevant. I can't even name an A's pitcher in 2012. Um, was he a righty? No. Doesn't even help okay. me, man. I th- Dave, maybe like, did he play for multiple teams? Like, he played for the A's. Will he play for anyone else? I'm spitballing here. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't even have any questions left. I don't know. We know it's a pitcher on the A's. When did he re- did he retire? Uh, within the last like five years here. So Chad already asked if he had played since what did you say? 2012. Yeah. Um, did he retire in the last five years? No. So that means he retired before that? Or... Yeah. Okay. You found yourself a little window of time <laughs> when he retired. Okay, that so like 15. 2012, 2017 is kind of the range we're looking at. I'm trying to think of some A's pitchers. Uh, and I'm just totally blanking. Um. That was 15, Chad, you're up. It's 16. You guys might have some guesses. You might want to start firing away. Um, Dave, is it, it, should I start guessing? Is it even worth coming up with another question? Yeah, just start throwing names out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the only old A that's coming to mind is a reliever. I keep thinking like Sean Doolittle. Uh, I don't, is he still playing? I think he is active. 
He is active. Okay. Um, <laughs> Dick Mountain. John, was it Dick? No. Mountain? He's still active, so. Dick Mountain's a pirate. Yeah. Um, He's a pirate. So we could so have I'm potentially gonna, I'm gonna played. 16. What, Chad? I said, so we could have potentially played for multiple teams. Um, but Dave, do any, what's the pitcher's name for Moneyball? Tim Hudson. I was thinking of the sidearm guy, but he was a reliever. John, I, I can't even come up with a name of an A's pitcher. You guys give up? Scott Casmir. Oh, Scott Casmir is a great guess, but it's wrong. Damn. That was 17. And Dave's taking the last three. Chad, you've just been <laughs> walked all over. I'm, I'm Googling right now to try and figure it out. That's crazy. Uh, you can't do that. It's literally cheating. How about Sonny Gray? Oh, he's a righty. He's no, still active. I'm counting that. You're literally cheating right before my eyes. I've John Lester. Wrong. That's 19. Dan Straley. Wrong. I, I This is the first time in a while the 20 questions hasn't been gotten. And I'm shocked. You guys are going to hate yourself. Neshek. Barry Zito. Fuck. I mean, I wasn't Ooh, thinking yeah. in that time period. Barry Zito. And you I think of the Giants when I think of Zito. Yeah, see, oh, yeah, I think a, Zito on the A's was like fucking 2005. He was, was on thinking the of a total A's. Think he of a totally different era. A's. Moneyball A's. You kind of you kind of handicapped yourself when you didn't ask. Was he on multiple teams? Chad, that was a good suggestion. You guys should have ran with that earlier. That was a good suggestion. And uh, yeah, I, I was almost trying to give a hint with the he didn't play in the NL Central because it left the door open for the NL being a talking point. So I tried to help um, subtly. That was a good one. Um, he so time, I, I think he had seven seasons on the A's. He actually retired there. He finished his career there in 2015. Was his last year, and uh, in the middle of his career, he was on the Giants. We should do fantasy relevant. We should do like two minutes on quick because we do got opening day on Thursday. That's that's an exciting day too, boys. I mean, that's it is that's big time. Yeah. We're gonna have baseball every single day now through through September. So pump for that. Um, uh, AL wise, I'm just going to do a quick okay. jump in where you guys see fit here. Okay. AL East, you know, Blue Jays, Rays, Yankees are the three. I don't know who the favorites are here. I'm just kind of going off the cuff. Those are the presumed favorites. I'm um, guessing the Yankees or Blue Jays are probably the, the betting favorite. Orioles are kind of young, frisky, up and coming. Red Sox are supposed to be bad this year, but they've outperformed that in years past. Chad, any thoughts on the Yankees since they're your team? Um, I'm, I'm sure the Yankees are the betting favorites. I just, I'm personally, I think we've seen three, no, more than three, five years in a row now with a similar roster where it's just, especially from hitting wise, just not good enough in the playoffs. Um, and really the only significant addition they made this off season was bringing in Rodon, which is big, but that's one arm. He's um, already heard too. Yeah, and you have already heard, and then we got the really year. bad Luis Severino news um, within the last few days. He's going to be out yeah. for probably a couple months. So not a good start to just, their season. Yeah, bats just they didn't make they need to make significant changes to their lineup. I thought um, that didn't happen. So I like the Blue Jays 
Um, I'm yeah, let's give out on let's give a pick Tampa. on each division quick. We could do this. Okay. All right. I'm I'm a little out on Tampa. Uh, I just don't think they have the firepower that you need. I'll tell you what, though, uh, we say that every single year about Tampa, and every single year they're they're probably going to win nine. I thought they, in the playoffs, yeah, so. but I thought they took a step back last year. Honestly, um, I just I, would I, never. I think it's I think it's a bad idea to doubt uh, that organization because yeah. they're just so smart. But my pick is Toronto. Yeah, I would agree. I would I would agree uh, with Toronto though. Any um, at least thoughts, John? As a whole, our division favorite I, for you. I I like the Orioles to shock some people this year. I think they're a dark horse team. I don't know if they win. The, I think the Yankees will probably win the regular season division again and falter in the playoffs unless they can change the makeup of that. None of John's but, fantasy baseball buys coming out right now by picking Baltimore. Someone nabbed no, Adley no. from him. He wouldn't have even discussed Baltimore. No, young team. That goes into the decision. That's a good young lineup. Gunnar Henderson's going to be a stud third baseman for years to come there. You know, Mullen, Santander, these guys are back. They've got bats. They've got a good depth of, of role, uh, rotational players. Their pitching seems to be solid. Camden Camden is a, is a pitcher's park. You know, the people come out. Orioles fans get all fired up. I think they're going to get in the wild card this year. And – we, you could tell we're missing Connor because we should actually just give some odds here, right? So the Yankees are the favorites, followed by the Blue Jays, Rays, and then Red Sox or Orioles, 4-5, depending on which book you look at. Um, looks like DraftKings and FanDuel are both Red Sox, Orioles. But, yeah, the Orioles, 20, 20 plus 2,500, John. So uh, maybe if you like them, sprinkle. It's uh, it's a ton of value. They're, they're not going to find more value from a divisional winner than the Orioles' odds this year. I, I kind of love it. All right, let's move on to the AL Central. Um, Guardians are the favorite, followed by the Twins, the White Sox, the Tigers, and the Royals. I'll I'll make uh, I'll make my pick here. I like a I like a bounce back for the White Sox. Still think they're a super talented roster. They got rid of the stench that was Tony Larusa for the last couple of years. He's he's just had a lot of issues. It's kind of like weird, like old school managing. Um, so I and they were really had struggled with injuries last year. So I still think that's probably the most talented team in the division. I like a bounce back for for guys like Giolito. You know, I think we could see a big Jimenez year, Luis Robert. I, I think that's on paper maybe the best team. Um, some health concerns, but I'll I'll take the White Sox. You can get them at like around plus three hundred right now. I agree that the White Sox have the most talented roster. I just. I don't know. I've seen them underperform now for what seems like two years or the last two years. And Giolito Lynn scare me. The top of that rotation cease is obviously great. Um, but I, I'm going to go with the Indians. I just doesn't matter who they have in the rotation. They get guys that produce. I know Tristan McKenzie's out to start the year, but you still have Shane Bieber. You have the best reliever in baseball, possible best one, two punch in Karen check and in class. A. And then you you have the Pudge Man himself, Jose Ramirez, just waddling around out there, three hole, as good as it gets. And you know they got other guys that are going to get get on base, like Andre Semenes. And yeah, Semenes got paid so, today. I don't know if you guys yeah, saw that. He got a big extension. Extension. Yeah. He did. So I, I'm, I'm going to go Cleveland. With you, Chad. Like Cleveland a lot. Their young lineups ahead of schedule as of last year. They weren't supposed to contend. They won the division. 
it was a down year for the division. They took advantage, and uh, the young guys got another year of experience. I love the Josh Bell signing on the offseason. They needed another big bat in that lineup, and uh, having him with with Jose and then, you know, guys like Quan, uh, Jimenez, who's the, who's the Ahmed Rosario? He had a breakout year last year. I mean, they got some pieces there. And the starting pitching will be fine. I know Tristan McKenzie's out for the first eight weeks now, but they've got a deep farm system. They'll be active at the deadline. Cleveland's going to be good. I like the Twins. I worry too much about the Twins' uh, health, though. Like Correa, already got Buxton, a lot of injury like, issues. Yeah, Correa, Buxton, some some current injuries. Polanco's you starting know. the EIL. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I do think uh, just the getting the whites. So the Guardians are plus plus one fifteen, one thirty, depending where you look. I still, I I think the value's in the White Sox, but um, yeah, the Guardians are the favorite. Um, anything else for we? Four more to go here. Can make them all right. Make them quick. Um, AL West, Astros big favorites. Um, I got a feeling John's gonna like the Mariners. You can get them at around plus 350, 360, depending where you look. They're second, followed by the Angels, Rangers, A's. Um, my quick thoughts here. I like the Angels. I think contract year for Otani. Um, who knows will be with the Angels past this year. I think they just they just let him go this year. If he stays healthy, lock him in for MVP. I'm sure he's the big favorite. Um, but I, I just think, you know, at some point it's gotta that team's gotta be good. I like some of the moves they made. Um, getting in their lineup, they got guys like Brandon Drury, Hunter Renfro. Um, you know, we saw Taylor Ward be good last year. Then obviously you got Trout and Otani, two of the best players in the world. And then I like some of the pitching moves they made as well. Um, getting Tyler Anderson. The one question I have is the bullpen, but if you can get him around plus, you can get him at plus 750 on DraftKings, actually. Um, I mean, the Astros are big favorites here. I just think it's worth sprinkling on the Angels because um, they do have the two best players in the world. They've had them and they've sucked, so I could be way off here, but uh, that's that's my pick. The Rangers should be good, too. They obviously made some moves, and um, you know the Mariners made the playoffs last year, so. Should that should be a real fun division? I like the Mariners. Yeah, I think. Go ahead. I'm gonna ride Julio here, like you like you expected me to. That's all I want. That's all I need. Shocking. They were really, and and I'll say this too: they have a very good rotation. The the Seattle Mariners do. Uh, Castillo, Ray, Kirby, Logan Gilbert, uh, Logan Gilbert. Yeah, that's very very impressive. Good bullpen too. Good bullpen too. Munoz and Seawold were, were lights nails for them last year. So I I don't know. I think this might be the best division in baseball. Yeah. Um, so I think who I think will win is like I can't bet against Houston until they don't win the division. I just think it's even though they they lose Verlander, like Altuve's I, out for two months. Altuve's out for two. Seems months. like the door is opened. It is, and that's why my $5 sprinkle will be on the Rangers. Um, they had like to Grom, Corey Seager, and um, Marcus Same Simeon man. up the middle. Uh, like, I think they've improved the last two offseasons significantly, so I, I would do a, a little $5 sprinkle on them to win the division. Not only did they add to Grom, they also got um, Nathan Ivaldi and Andrew Heaney, who went healthy. Those guys are really good, so mm-hmm. – um, that's to me, the Rangers are like one of the widest range of outcomes for any team in baseball this year. Cause I think if they stay healthy, they, I, I like sprinkling on Chad. You know, I think they could 
they have the guns to to make a run, but um, the downside is like you know they just have a, a very high risk injury team. So um, we'll see that. I I agree. I think besides the A's, that one through four is really really good. Um, but yeah, yeah. I like the Angels. Um, I, I just think we got it. We got to get Trout and Otani in the playoffs, and I'll probably uh, I'll probably lose money on that. Moving on to the NL Central, we'll be quick here. Um, Cardinals horrible f- division. Holy fuck! Well, well, hold tight here. Um, they're they're very you know top heavy. The Cardinals should be very good. Um, Brewers maybe take a little bit of a step back, but I feel like they're another team. They're they're competitive year in year out, regardless of what happens in the off season. The Cubs made some moves. I think they could be surprising. So the Cardinals are the favorites, followed by the Brewers, Cubs, and then Pirates and Reds are both long shots. John, this is your division. I'll let you uh, take it from here. Tell us about uh, it, John. Your your first lock of the I have I have two locks for your MLB season here right off the cuff. Pittsburgh over 66 and a half wins. This total is egregiously low. This team is going to win at least 70 games this year. I mean, I'm thinking 75 and what would that put us like 75 and uh like 88? Something like that's within range this year. Um it's a low total. I, I, I'm expecting, you know, Kutch to get in there. There's going to be a spark. We're going to be hanging around by the end of May, early June, and then things are going to fall off as they do. But uh, my second lock is Moneyline against the Reds opening day here. Mitch Keller against Hunter Green. People don't realize, maybe they do just because, you know, he was so bad. Mitch Keller is one of the worst pitchers in starting baseball a couple of years ago, but he's a top prospect. And uh, he figured it out last year. He had like a 231 ERA in his last like 17 starts or something. So can we fact check that, please? It was something like that. Maybe it was his last 11. He had a low ERA. Yeah, he was good. I, I, I was reading some articles today on The Athletic. Uh, and Hunter Green, you know, fi- you know, exciting prospect for the Reds. He was kind of ass last year in his rookie season, but. Very good in the know, second half, I believe. Trying to find some positives in a, in a Pirates-Reds game. I, with that being said, do not believe that 75 is going to get Pittsburgh a division title this year that'd be a pretty tough tough year for the central if that was the case uh i think the cardinals have too much too much firepower i know they're pretty juicy but i think they do win division i'll give you the brewers um between woodruff and burns and they still even without hater uh devin williams is awesome so and they're a team I could easily see add, and I think their lineup is sneaky good. Um, I like the Brewers. You can get them around plus 175, 180, depending on where you look. Chad, what's your pick here? Uh, keep it quick. Cardinals, the boring team. I just think they're okay. funny. So. All right. NL East, this is probably um, up very three very, very good teams here. Um, Braves are the favorites. Um, sitting right around plus 100, plus 105 right now, followed by the Mets um, and the Phillies. So the Mets are plus 150, 170 range. Phillies plus 400 to 425 range, depending on the book. And then the Marlins, um, I've seen that plus 4,000 on FanDuel and plus 2,000 on DraftKings. So that's quite a wide uh, range there. And the Nationals should be terrible. But the top three there should all be really good. Mets obviously took a huge, huge hit with Edwin Diaz going down. Um, they should still be really good, though. I mean, their lineup is amazing. They obviously added Verlander. Um, so, and then the Phillies, 
Um, obviously, Bryce Harper is going to be out for a while here, but they did just lose Reese Hoskins as well. So kind of a tough start for them, but still they did bring in Trey Turner. Um, I think I like the Braves. I just think they got the most complete team top to bottom. Um, so that that would be my pick. I'm, I'm going to take the longest odds and take Philadelphia coming off a World Series loss. They were the last team that snuck into the playoffs in the wild card in the NL last year. I think they can do it. Uh, despite the injuries, I think they'll, they'll those guys will be back when it matters. I think they'll they'll that'll be a division race down in the last couple games for sure. Mm-hmm. I I think I'm going to go Philly as well. I will never take the Mets. Not happening. Um, Trey Turner is a big addition there, and I think Aaron Nola is just like due for. I, I just feel like he's had some bad luck in previous years. That's kept him out of that top five pitcher category. I think he goes crazy this year. Um, I think Harper comes back in the second half. So give me Philly. I don't think we can underplay the Reese. Like Reese Hoskins has kind of felt like the, the backbone of that team for a little while here. That's a big, big loss. He's been, I think they're cleanup hitter for a long time now. So something to watch there should still be a really good division. And then finally the NL West. Dodgers are still the favorites, but the Padres are right behind them. Um, Dodgers are minus 110 on DraftKings, Padres plus 120, so almost a coin flip. Um, Followed by the Giants. That's really kind of a two-team race. Giants plus 950, D-backs plus 4,500, Rockies plus 18,000. The Rockies might be the worst team in baseball this year. Them or the A's would be my pick, but – Look for Arizona to battle for a while. I was going to say, I think Arizona is kind of sneaky. Um, they got a real, they got a really young team. I think that's a team to watch out for in the coming two to three years. They add some pieces. I, st- I still think they're lacking a little bit in rotation, but yeah, um, I think they're sneaky. Maybe look at them as a potential wild card team. Possibly, I could absolutely see them being better than the Giants. Um, I'm probably going to go. I'm going to go with the Padres here. I think the Dodgers. Really not the same juice they've had in years past. Kind of rumors swirling out there. They're saving up for Otani, so maybe they're not as aggressive as they traditionally are at the trade deadline um, or just taking on money um, if they're going to give Otani uh, a half a billion dollar contract. Um, I don't know. I just think the Padres are so deep. Um, I'll, I'll take the Padres. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Padres as well. I, I – um... I think the concern there is obviously their rotation. Um, they'll get Tatis back after 20 games and that they add Xander. I mean, that, that Soto, Machado. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, if Blake Snell can step up this year and stay healthy, um, some of their other rotation pieces, I think they win that division. Yeah. You there are some was, bad was really teams last year. There are some bad teams in the league this year. Just you made that Rockies comment. Now I'm looking around like the Rockies, the A's, the Reds, the Nationals, the Tigers, the and Pirates. probably the Marlins. You can go ahead and eliminate all those teams from the playoffs now. Wait, we I can say, el- eliminate the Pirates as well, please. We, we don't need to do that. No, actually, I don't. I don't think that's necessary. I think that's a team that could be a little bit dangerous uh, if they're hanging around. Okay. Cool. That was that was a good uh I don't know, fifteen minutes on baseball. 
Yeah. So we'll end with this. Uh, we had our fantasy baseball draft on Sunday night. The boys came away happy with their builds. Um, I would like to first go the good friend route. Uh, what a good friend I was to John. I actually got wind of the Adley news a couple days before the draft. I Morning of. Morning Did you of. spill the beans, John? Morning of. I told no, Chad you were yes. walking back from work. It was not morning of. Oh, no, you're right. I got back from the airport. It was Monday. It was draft day afternoon. I lied. Chad, but you weren't you weren't taking Adley in round three. No, that's why I didn't say anything. If it was someone I was seriously considering taking, I probably would have told the whole world. But no, I was not. Chad kept anything. calling me and calling me and calling me. I said, if you guess, I'll, I'll say sure. I'll let you know. And I'm a man of my word, so guess. But I so, only had a lead in there. Let's go quickly. Everyone's favorite pick on their own team. We're not going to go through the whole team because, frankly, no one probably cares. But give me a name. John, you can't say Adley. Josh Bell. And and I got him really late, and that's why. But, yeah, I'm going to uh, be very brief, Chad, because you're right. No one probably cares, truthfully. Yeah. Corbin Carroll, baby. I'm all aboard the hype train. Let's go. Round three. I, John and I took similar risk in round three. Basically – Granted, Adley has a little more of a track record, but uh, uh, yeah, I'm all aboard the the Corbin Carroll hype train. My favorite pick was Anthony Rendon late. Um, he's a good ball player. I he like the stay healthy. back spot. Yeah, I see him staying healthy and um, doing massive things this year. He's played like 20 games the last three years combined. <laughs> I had him for one of them. It was miserable. Um, last Someone drafted uh, Giolito, and I couldn't believe it. I literally couldn't believe it. I couldn't think he's a good, think he's a good bounce back candidate. I think that was Brett. That guy um, sucks. He's terrible. Last call John, for you me. Would take him again. Oh God, no! Bad player. Are we on the last calls here? What'd you say? I said, are we on the last calls, or did I jump the gun here? Yeah, let's do it. Um, my last call. Oh, Connor's feeling better. Um, I do hope. If he if he can muster up the strength that we get um, a 15 minute soliloquy, kind of like I did last week, because I would love to hear Connor's thoughts on the the weekend of hoops. Um, I know Action Network hosted a little a little party in uh, in Hoboken. Um, unfortunately, couldn't go. Was home, but um, yeah, Connor, if you listen to this, uh, put in the put in the effort, man. Want to hear your thoughts? You're a, you're a big basketball guy. And um, last last call here. Very excited for baseball season. I love I love looking at box scores every day. I love having a game on, you know, day baseball, having a game on in the background while I'm working. So, uh, yeah, great. Uh, you know, basketball is winding down, but uh, at least college basketball. But uh, MLB season is here, which is which is awesome. I uh, my last call goes out to uh, the Lady Cox. We're back in the Final Four. Don Staley has built an absolute juggernaut down there in Columbia, South Carolina. I, I'll be honest. It might end up being the most watched women's college basketball game like ever. Uh, I'm in Iowa, p.m. right? 9 p.m. Friday, Gamecocks, Iowa. It could shatter records. Caitlin Clark uh, obviously has just been on goddess mode. She is unbelievable. 41-point triple-double in the Elite Eight win. Uh, women's college basketball. I saw I saw that game. They had it. Who they played? Maryland. It, has, it got more higher ratings than any – NBA game yet. I was just gonna say that, yet. John. No, I think it was the, I think it was the yeah. Iowa and Louisville. Yeah, it was game. Iowa. 
Yeah, Iowa, was, Louisville in the yeah. Elite Eight. I, I saw that, too. I didn't know if I got, like, duped by Twitter, but it said that there was more viewers for that game yeah. than any NBA regular season game this year, um, yeah. which kind of surprised me. But, um, yeah, I, I could go off on a whole other tangent. Connor kind of um, giving some credence to De'Aaron Fox comments about college basketball uh, this, earlier this week. NBA regular season, bad product. Give me college hoops all day. Yeah, and the women's game is growing good for them, but I can't wait. That's going to be that's going to be pretty exciting, honestly. The Cox are trying to get our third since 2017. Don Staley, she's got a, a well-oiled machine. Good luck to them. Good luck to Caitlin Clark. Hope it's a good game. Yeah, John. Um, I hope Penn State basketball hires Don Staley as our as our men's basketball coach. That would be unbelievable. Is that is that a no talk about that? No, no. but I hope it happens. Should be she's, great. Our, she's a great coach. I was looking at her accolades. I mean, she, her, she's done so much, like gold medals, Go. you know, national championships. She's insane. Uh, my last call. Um, one more win. The beam team needs one more win. Wasn't able to do it last night. Uh, thank God I didn't stay up for it. I would have been so angry. Uh, but, no, on the cusp of a play. Yeah, why is beam, this of any significance? Because they're locked into the three seed. Like, regardless of what happens. Right? There's no way no. they can't be the three seed. Uh, Unless they literally lost out. Yeah. If they lose out, they're in trouble. <laughs> okay. Uh, they need one more win to secure a playoff spot. That's all I care about. Whatever happens after is just, you know, a bonus. So... Let's get it done this week so I have to, you know, can relax for the next couple of weeks, get ready for the playoffs. That's my NBA talk. Um, all, right. all right, boys, it's been an honor and a privilege. Connor, I hope you feel better. Um, actually, Coins Ritter named the starter for Atlanta today. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Was he actually? Yeah. Before training Coinsy. camp even started? Yeah. That's Coinsy, cool. dude. Coins-y. All right. Is that we right. wrapping it up here? We wrap. That's it. it. That's a show. Right. Take care. It's over. See you next week. Thank you for listening. Production by AJ Bradbury.